the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. A little bit after 4 o'clock. Forecast, calling for some sun and clouds the balance of the afternoon. Maybe a shower or a thunder shower in spots. Down to 71 eventually tonight with skies clearing out. Some sunshine tomorrow. Then back to the cloudy possible rain thing happening in the afternoon. High around 92 tomorrow. And really for the next few days, kind of that, that back and forth between some sun and clouds and maybe a shower or thunder shower each day. Can't be ruled out. Phillies lost 7-4 to uh, Tampa Bay last night. Back and forth game. Phil's managed to catch up a time or two, only to give the game away in the ninth inning. Zach Wheeler, the starting pitcher, had pitched pretty well. Give up a couple of base runners, though, in the ninth, and then uh, a home run that kind of sunk the Phillies. Phillies manager Joe Girardi talking about the decision to leave Wheeler in rather than take him out in the ninth. I, I liked his stuff. I mean, I think his stuff was still good. I think he went in that inning, 92 pitches. It, it, maybe it was 94. He only threw about four or five pitches up to that point. He has the ability to get strikeouts. Um, he had done a good job against, you know, their catcher all night and expanding the zone on him and having him chase. And, um, you know, he just made a mistake. Phillies manager Joe Girardi. How frustrating was it to see Wheeler pitch so well for so long and then only see the game slip away in the ninth inning? I mean, it's frustrating. You know, we battled back to, um, you know, tie the score. You get a big home run by Reese. You know, we gave him a few runs early, and, and he stuck in it and battled back. And it's, you know, it's extremely frustrating. But if you make mistakes against this team, they make you pay. And that's exactly what they did. Phillies manager Joe Girardi after last night's 7-4 loss. As for Zach Wheeler on the mound, team is now 63-63 and with 36 games to go. What's his assessment of where the Phillies are right now as they come down the home stretch? Yeah, I mean, obviously we got to pick it up. You know, we had a good spell, had a little bad spell. You know, I've just been talking about consistency the whole year. You know, we just need to find that, especially down this last little stretch right here. You know, it's big, obviously. I mean, we know that. You guys know that. Everybody knows that. And, uh, you know, we just need to play some good baseball. You know, it starts with us out there, starters, just setting the tone. You know, quick innings, all that type of stuff. Just get guys off their feet. And, uh, you know, let's try to get some quick outs. But, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just being consistent down the stretch. been saying it all year. If we do that – um, we'll be, we'll be all right. Philly starting pitcher, Zach Wheeler after last night's loss. Another Zach, Zach Eflin on the mound for the Phillies tonight, trying to help the Phillies get back on track, taking on Arizona at seven Oh five. WFIL's ministry of the month for August. Just a quick reminder, pathway to victory with Dr. Robert Jeffress. You can catch it weekdays at nine 30 AM and 8 PM. Also Saturday mornings at seven, several cool prizes available that you could win this month. Uh, you know, win one of the three, one is Explore the Book, 10 Essential Bible Lessons for Children. It's Dr. Jeffress' new children's book 
to help focus your child or your grandchild's heart and mind on Jesus. What better things you? What better thing could you do, right? Uh, and also on the truths of the Bible. Another prize you could win. When Forgiveness Doesn't Make Sense by Dr. Jeffress. It combines rich biblical insights with practical real-life situations and help you effectively answer questions like, why do we have difficulty accepting God's unconditional forgiveness? And why do we find it so impossible to grant that same forgiveness to others? The book will not only give you the whys, but also the elusive hows of choosing to forgive. Another prize that you could pick up, 2021 Pathway to Victory Daily Devotional with topics like how to live an extraordinary life in service to God and look into God to help shape our attitudes and choices. That's Pathway to Victory, Dr. Robert Jeffress, weekdays at 9.30 a.m. and 8 p.m., also Saturday mornings at 7. WFIL's August Ministry of the Month. You can get entered at WFIL.com. Very special show planned out, including Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Yeah, he's in town this coming weekend at the Ocean City Tabernacle in Ocean City, New Jersey. And uh, his wife, Lisa, joining him. It's a two-parter. Some of the Ocean City Tabernacle lineups have had that. Something going on on a Saturday, perhaps, and on Sunday. Many just on Sunday, but uh, you can get the whole lineup at octabernacle.org. In this case, it's a two-parter. Saturday, there's a marriage conference with Al and his wife, Lisa, and then on Sunday, Al is doing a, a speaking kind of deal on Sunday morning at 8.30 at the traditional service and 10.30 a.m. for the contemporary service. Again, all details on that at octabernacle.org. So Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty joining us in just a little bit. Much more going on as well. The Tim DeMoss Show today on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for listening in today. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, great song from Phil Keggy, one of hundreds he's done over the years. That's Love Divine. Keggy going to be in concert at the Sellersville Theater Saturday, the 2nd of October at 8 o'clock. And guess who has tickets to give away for that? Uh-huh. WFIL. Could you win some? Of course. Yeah, WFIL.com. Click the contest tab and have at it. I'll be rooting for you. Again, Phil Keggy at the Sellersville Theater, Saturday the 2nd of October at 8 o'clock, and WFIL has tickets to hand out, so get entered as soon as you get a chance. At WFIL.com, when you're there, you will see all kinds of other contests going. I'll mention another one in a second. Uh, By the way, we had Phil on the program June 15th, the podcast of that's on our homepage at WFIL.com. If you're new to the show, we have a lot of elements to it. Interviews are kind of the core of things, but every now and again we have theme days like Trivia, Guys Against the Gals. We'll have Moldy Oldies Monday. We'll have listener interaction opportunities through texting and calling in and all that. But as far as the interviews go, it's really a wide variety of guests from all walks of life, and it's really designed to reflect, by God's grace, when he says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And so we want this program to reflect that. Most of the guests we have on the show are, are believers and one, you know, they might be from the music world or they might be a pastor or someone from the community. We have a lot of local folks on as well, but some of the guests that we have on uh, may not be believers, like we may know that going in, or we may just kind of not be sure. And uh, that's part of life, too. As we walk through life, we want to be clear-minded about what the gospel is about, but also hopefully be able to bring that gospel to others the way we live 
and the way we speak. Here are some of the guests, just to rattle off a few names so you can get a picture. And then these are, again, all the podcasts of these are at WFIL.com. We had worship leader Paul Balash, Jersey guy that opened the eyes of my heart. And uh, I want to know you and the secret. That was a huge song. I think it was the first one. Many others. We had veteran voice actor Jeff Bergman, part of the uh, LeBron James movie and uh, the new Jellystone on HBO. We had Shelly Breen, founding member of Point of Grace, join us. Pastor Joe Foch, his son Josh, and the Straight from the Heart Radio Ministry in Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia were in studio not long ago. We had Pat Murdoch, executive director of the Faith and Liberty Discovery Center right in Philadelphia, joined us. Michael Wilson, host of the program Safe Money Radio, which airs on WFIL on the weekends. Former Philadelphia Eagles kicker David Akers, but on the program, U.S. Senator Bob Casey Jr., Attorney Jim Radmore, you've heard his commercials for years. He spent the hour with us not long ago. Kurt Menefee from uh, Fox Sports and a program called America's Top Dog. He joined our show as well. And Jay DeMarcus, bass player with Rascal Flats and founder of Red Street Records, been on the show. Robin Chambers from Focus on the Family. And uh, John Brazier, director of Fun and Games with the Phillies. Former Newsboys lead singer John James. That's just some of the folks who've been on with us. We had a really interesting one recently, Mary Clayton who's a solo artist, but also background vocalist for so many different people. And she's like, she was on uh, sweet home, Alabama by Leonard Skinner and the song, give me shelter with Rick, uh, Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones. And she's performed with just about everybody from Michael Jackson to, uh, you know, you name it. She, she's, she's worked with them all. And uh, she has quite a neat story, new album out. So we had her on the program. So all that to say, Check out the podcast. Help yourself. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Just type in Tim DeMoss Show. And I guess since it's my last name, I don't think about it much, but it's spelled D-E-M-O-S-S. Six letters in all. D-E-M-O-S-S. Help yourself to the podcast. And if you have somebody you'd like to hear on the show at some point, feel free to send me an email. It's Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Or you can text the show line, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. It could be someone local. It could be someone national in scope or regional, whatever it is, whatever walk of life. Uh, the best thing we believe we can do is help you know the Lord with this program, with this radio station. There are other ways we can help you. Might be just giving you a quick sports update, like who won the game last night or what the weather's going to be like. It could be the contest we do. Brighten up your day with something like that. Perhaps you win a prize of some sort. Uh, maybe it's words of encouragement, certainly, that you hear with the different ministries that air on this radio station. And with this program specifically, they're all in play. Uh, but but So that's the thrust of the program. We hope you come away better for having listened uh, rather than we just are here to have a show. That, that will only go so far. We really hope this program, and again, the radio station, serves a, a much deeper and an eternal purpose. And so if you are a Christian, we hope this uh, show and station encourages you. And uh, sim similarly, um, if you're not a believer, we want you to experience what that means and what it means to know the Lord, the peace of knowing God for real, who he is. And so we invite you to keep listening in, ask questions, you know, feel free. I I'm happy to write you back. Uh, I'm behind all the time. There's always a lot of email, but I'm happy to write you back as best I can. My email for that, if you just have a question, uh, Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, 
at WFIL.com. All right, so last thing before we get our break, and then we have a very special guest in a second. I mentioned another contest that we have going on our site. We have a number of them. And this one is Salem's Book of the Month for July, it's just, or for August, I should say. And it's just about to come off the board, obviously, as the month is winding down. And uh, the book, uh, name of the book is called Treading Boldly Through a Pornographic World. Uh, Daniel Weiss and Joshua Glazer, the authors, obviously pornography and it's, uh, what it can do uh, damage-wise, very serious topic. It's even hard to say the word pornography, isn't it? Uh, sometimes, if you're honest, um, Treading Boldly, this book, encourages parents specifically to engage and educate and shepherd their teens through all the sexual temptation that's readily available online in the culture. And, but not just like, don't do that, don't do that, avoid that, avoid that. The book gives parents practical and spiritual guidance to help their teens walk in integrity and thrive. Psalm 84.11 says, No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. I've shared that verse a lot in the show, and I'll just say it here. In the context of walking with the Lord is not about just don't do that, don't do that, like a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's about life. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. And so this book seeks to address, here's the life that comes as you choose to follow him. And as Psalm 84:11 says, no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. If you think about that, God is not in the business of messing with your mind. He's not in the business of holding something back from you that, that you know, would be better for you, but he's just being a killjoy. But you realize that he, there's nothing in him at all that's about playing games with you. But every single thing, every single second of the day, choosing him is the best way to go. Uh, so I just mentioned that as a, as a contextual verse and encourage you, if you want to enter to win this book, the design is to help you and not, not ju- in, in, a, in a positive way. And here's the good that comes as you choose him. So again, the name of the book, Treading Boldly Through a Pornographic World. As the title implies, it takes intentionality. And uh, you can enter to win that um, every day. Actually, the rest of the month is still a little bit of time to do that. There's some bonus entry opportunities for sharing on social media. Just one of many contests that we have going. We love doing contests and hope you do too. We have another one or two about to pop up on board. So make it a point of going to WFIL.com and click on the contest page every now and again. See what's cooking. Some of them are right on the homepage and, and some you go to the contest page and you'll find there. So that said, another tough topic coming up, but in a good way. Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty is about to join us. He's the one brother without the beard. All the others have these big beards. Al and his wife, Lisa, are coming to the Ocean City Tabernacle this weekend. And part of what they're doing is sharing about their marriage and the struggles and infidelity. That was a a big part of the struggles in their marriage. Uh, That's happening uh, Saturday, I should say. And then on Sunday morning, 8.30 and 10.30, there's a fee for the Saturday marriage conference, very, very nominal fee. I think it's $25 Saturday. And uh, that's on Saturday, Sunday, 8.30 AM, 10.30 AM free services in the morning. Al's going to be sharing at those. So again, details and all that octabernacle.org. And we'll certainly get into it. Some with Al Robertson from duck dynasty in just a couple of moments here on the Tim DeMoss show, AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. Very glad to bring on special guest Al Robertson. Hey, Al. How you doing, Tim? Wonderful. What you up to this afternoon besides this fine broadcast? 
Well, you know, about 225, but I'm working on it. You know, it's middle-aged. Where's my rim shot when I need it? <laughs> I thought I thought you radio guys always just were ready for those uh, I, rim I, shots. I think I have it right here. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Well, I mentioned uh, to our son, Toby, that I was going to have a guest from the Duck Dynasty series on, and he said, that's cool, which one? And I said, <laughs> Al Robertson, the one without the beard. And he did not miss a beat. He said, he's the pastor guy, right? So, you know, that's pretty. That, that's pretty much my, that's my description. Your, your son nailed it. I'm either known as the beardless brother or the pastor brother. Uh, of course, right now I'm neither because I have a beard. I've ha- I've carried one all year this year. Lisa finally relented and let me have one. Of course, I have to keep it, you know, under control because she says her worst nightmare is to roll over and see somebody look like my dad laying there. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, and then I'm, uh, I'm not really a paid pastor because I've been volunteering, which the church loves that. And uh, I, I don't mind it either because I always tell them that if they don't like my sermon, they'll get what they pay for. So. <laughs> I think I have to keep the uh, rim shot handy here the rest of our conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of which, this weekend you're actually at the Ocean City Tabernacle in New Jersey. And the well, the Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., that is free of the church services. Saturday is a nominal $25 fee for the uh, marriage deal. So, so let's start there. You're coming to town for a reason and share that reason or reasons. Well, first of all, I'm super, Lisa and I are both super excited about uh, coming to New Jersey. We've never spoken there before. So it's another state we can uh, mark off our list where we had an opportunity to help some folks. So uh, really appreciate uh, the folks at, uh, at uh, Ocean City inviting us to come. And uh, we're, you know, I'm excited. We're going to do some good marriage stuff on Saturday and uh, hopefully bless some lives. We tell a lot about our story. We've written a couple of books uh, about some of our life struggles. And really, we always say, uh, our counseling to folks is we can tell you a lot about what not to do uh, to find out what, what what to do the right way. So we're super excited about that uh, on Saturday. And then I'm always happy to be able to, uh, that somebody will share their pulpit uh, with me to be able to sort of tell our story, you know, our family, what, what God has done, how he built it up over the period of time that he has. So it's a, it's a pretty neat story and it's, you know, of course it's still going, but it's really, it's really God's story and we're just a part of it. That's great. Folks just tuning in. Al Robertson uh, is checking in today. He's with, of course with the duck dynasty series that was on A and E for a number of years and uh, is going to be in town this weekend. You can get more info at OC tabernacle.org. Uh, before I forget, my brother, Bob says, hello. He said, Al's a good guy. And he also said, that he and his daughter Sienna went on a duck hunt with you some time ago, and on that day, you guys shot your limit of ducks, which had not had happened for a couple of years, and in record time. So maybe just you, kind of, yeah. So you know, we call you know we call your brother the the good luck charm <laughs> because uh, we he, he's right. It was it was really amazing, and so we were working on another project together. Um, uh, Bob's a, is a good writer, as you know, and he was working with Dad now on a, on a Bible project, and so we got to know his family and just really, you know, fell in love with him. And then he, so he was doing some promotional stuff, I think, is was the reason he was there. Yeah. And uh, and his daughter happened to be there with him, and so they were just going to film some stuff. But they wind up being able to witness one of the best duck hunts we've had in quite a while. <laughs> and uh, it was, as we say down here, it was a whacking and stacking, and, and Bob got to see the whole thing. So I told him. I said, you don't know how rare that was. 
Well, I was likening it to, you know, you were not on Duck Dynasty as obviously as frequently as your brothers and your dad, but you were on enough, including, I think, with the renewal of the wedding vows. So when you showed up, the rating spiked. It's kind of like Bob and Sienna showing up and the duck hunt going up, I think. Exactly, exactly. In fact, I, I told Willie, because the, the night that was my debut, which was the season four premiere, the show was really at its, you know, zenith uh you know, it's peak. And uh, so that night we had over 12 million viewers, which was really, you know, huge numbers. And uh, the highest rated cable reality TV show ever was that episode. And, uh, you know, I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's because you're in a line and mom and dad. I said, or it could have just been America said, we need a Beardless Robertson on this on this show. And so they responded. I told Will, I said, if you got me on there from day one, there's no telling what this show could be. See, but that's the water under the bridge. You really can't live in that space, right? You can't live in regret. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. You got to move on. Jim. That's, that's, my, that's my story. Tell the story a little bit about, uh, you know, how the show came about, too. And then also, obviously, your testimony is going to factor into that and the books you've written, too. But even just on the show's standpoint, it was 2012, I think, was the first year it came on? It was. And, uh, you know, we had been doing a show on the Outdoor Channel. It was really a hunting show, but it had some, you know, reality TV was really kind of at its heyday back in, you know, that era. Yeah. And uh, so they, they kind of put some reality elements from the family in there. Our wives were on there. And even Lisa and I, even though at that time I was still working with church and, uh, you know, it was an interesting show. It immediately, you know, went to the zoom to the top on the outdoor channel, which in, in full, you know, disclosure, I'd say that's not super hard. If you've ever watched hunting shows, you know, they're not exactly <laughs> that exciting unless you really love to hunt, but ours was pretty funny and people loved it. And it really kind of got us recognized. And, uh, Willie just got a cold email from a, a guy in California, had a production company and said, Hey, I, you know, I think you guys could be on, you know, big TV, national TV, and, and really not necessarily a hunting show, just more about the family. And so that's kind of what started the conversation that eventually led to the show. You know, first a couple of episodes being, you know, uh, recorded, and then from there, you know, the rest is history, I guess. Now, for those who never saw the show, which is hard to believe, but it, it is the family. It's around the, the business, right? And, and the duck call was the kind of the core product that was, yep. right? That, absolutely. Dad started the duck call business back in the 70s. And, you know, we basically commercial fish the Washtenaw River here, which is our river here in Monroe, West Monroe, to fund, you know, getting started. So it took 30 years to build it to what it became. Wow. And, you know, we kind of, you know, we had a huge following because of the beards and because of the, you know, how much we love to hunt ducks. And so I think that having that kind of core starting out is what kind of what did it. But we quickly were able to broaden out. And of course, there was a, you know, spiritual component to the show because, you know, we closed every episode with a prayer. And so that started to gain traction, I think, with a lot of families across America. And it just spoke to people. It's like, you know, these, these guys are like us. They're just kind of a normal group of people that, you know, had a, they, their thing was duck calls. Mine may be woodworking or something else. And everybody has a crazy uncle in their family or an aunt. So, you know, so I was able to to scratch that itch too. So it, it, it became very popular for sure. Folks is tuning in. Al Robertson's our guest uh, from the duck dynasty series. And I'm, I'm sure it, although that's the intro point, there's so much more to you and your life than that. And why you're coming to town this weekend, just one other quick question on the, on the show. Um, how much overlap was there between the family business and actually the show, it, you know, a slice of what you're doing every day, week, day, day to day, week to week. Or, well, they did. Yeah. They did a pretty good job with it, you know, because the the company by the time the show came along, the company had transitioned from, 
mom and dad to Willie and Corey, you know, because Willie always kind of had the kind of a Trader Jack sense of business and, and Corey's family had, had had several businesses and been very successful. And so, you know, normally, I mean, when I was young, I thought one day I would take over the business, kind of being the oldest son, but obviously God had another plan for me and Jay's he likes to just not work and as much as possible. So he, he wasn't really the guy to run it. Although he really is the, is the most like dad in terms of blowing duck call and all that. And so Willie and Corey took over. And so they really did a pretty good job on the show. And of course, you know, there's some antics and crazy stuff you know going on, but it, it, it's, it was said in that idea in that duck call room, uh, you know, with the group of guys primarily, and then the interaction with our wives. But it, it was a lot like it was when I was growing up. I mean, telling stories and needling one another. I always say that the show was able to capture not just where we were in the moment of 2012 through 17, but also the way we grew up. And we got to retell a lot of our Robertson stories as adults. And so it was a lot of fun to do. That's great. That's great. Well, so let's talk about this week. And obviously it's a two-parter, Saturday with the marriage conference and then Sunday with you speaking in the morning. So, uh, you know, however you want to lead into it uh, in terms of even, or you could even backstep and, and share a little bit about your personal testimony. And obviously then that's a backdrop to, uh, in the marriage conference itself. Well, Lisa and I were, you know, like a lot of uh, young couples, we kind of went into marriage not knowing a whole lot. And, uh, you know, the, we talked to the preacher for about, you know, 20 minutes after church one night. That was, we were we were good to go, you know, as a uh, as 19, 18 year old. And so we brought a lot of baggage into our relationship. And like most marriages, that doesn't usually come out right at first. It takes a while. And so we like to tell the story of exactly, you know, how the evil one attacked us and attacked our marriage. But we also love telling the story that obviously we overcame. And, you know, we've had some hurts, and uh, but we've had a lot of healing that's come about. So we love giving couples hope, especially ones that are, you know, in, in some struggle, because we all have, you know, struggles in marriage. I know you just celebrated a, a big, uh, big anniversary yourself. And yeah. you look back over time and you realize that, you know, there's ups and downs. And so we, we try to provide some some ways to, to be as constant and as solid as you can be. And then some of the things we've learned to get us to that point. You and Lisa have been married how many years now? 30? We've been 36 this wow. year. That's amazing. And, you know, it's, it was about the 15-year mark where it just fell apart on us, you know. And I've, we counseled and talked to so many couples through the years. It seems that right along in there, that, you know, 12 to 15, 16-year stretch is, you know, you have a history together, you have children together. But if there's any cracks in the foundation, many times that's where they'll come out, and that's what happened with us. And so uh, we like talking about that and telling exactly what God did to get us through those moments. Yeah, and you guys wrote a book about that, right, a few years back? We did. Yeah, we, it's called A New Season, and you know, because everything is a season in life, including your marriage. And so you look over time, and you're in a rough season, and you're like, man, I just don't know. It's, it may be easier to walk away, but then we try to show that if you can get through this season, then there could be some great seasons just ahead if you can just hang on and get to that point. So that's kind of the basis of our first book. Our second book was called Desperate Forgiveness because that was really the key for us is finding ways to forgive. And not just the big stuff, but everyday stuff. So when you come to town this weekend, will you have copies, by the way, of either? Or we both? will. Okay. Yeah, we'll have those and as well as some of our uh, – Duck Commander devotionals and Duck Commander Faith and Family Bibles as well that uh, that that your brother uh, helped us put together and it's a a wonderful commentary uh, study Bible and uh, and so it's a uh, we've got some good uh, resources to help folks for sure and we'll have all that with us. Folks, just tune we'll in. Be, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, I was going to say and we'll be signing books as well. So that's great. 
That's great. The Tabernacles had a wonderful lineup all summer. We work with them each year, and they, they have great guests come in, and that's part of the, I would call it the fun or the charm, really, is the chance to let your hair down a little bit, and no pun intended, and just hang out together and do those book signings or some photos and just converse a bit as well. So we like that. Yeah, last year, last year I was supposed to be the Sunday after, my old pal Eric Metaxas uh, up in New York. Really? And, uh, and we, yeah, we were going to be back to back. And so we had all our plans made. Of course, COVID had some other plans. And so I don't know where he wound up in the lineup this year, but I still have to try to go see him while I'm in there. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Eric was on, I want to say about six weeks ago. Uh, yep. he, he was in Jersey. We, we had him on the program. We had a, a fun time. He actually airs on our sister station, uh, Philadelphia's AM 990. The answer is a conservative news talk station. And he has a two hour show on there. And then we got into his book and some other things that he's been doing, too. So it's in fact that he, you know, he loves he's a diverse guy. So it's always fun to talk to him because of the sense of uh, I think he's done voice work for Veggie Tales and like all kinds of different things. And and three to one penguins. Yeah, we love him. He's you know, it was so funny because we've done his show a few times, but he is just infatuated with that. And, and they're so different. I mean, you couldn't find two more different men than Eric Metaxas and Phil Robertson. <laughs> and yet, and yet because of Christ, you know, there's Isn't a friendship and relationship. Yeah. So he, he came down and filmed some stuff with us and he had all his fancy clothes on. And so we got him some, uh, some more redneck gear and, and had a good time with him. That was for sure. <laughs> That's great. You know, if yeah. you're, if folks are again, folks tuning in, Al Robertson's our guest with the duck dynasty series, and he's coming to town this weekend with his wife, Lisa, they're doing a marriage conference on Saturday at the ocean city tabernacle. And then Sunday morning, uh, Al speaking at the eight thirty AM traditional and, uh, the ten thirty AM contemporary services. As far as your book goes and the marriage conference side of things goes, as I read through some of your stories, and a couple of words popped up and one had to do with choice in terms of forgiveness um, and just your thought that that's one word. So I'll throw it to you just for your thoughts on what it means to forgive because uh, sometimes people are like, well, I, I, I want to, but I don't feel it or I am feeling it, but now, now I'm not feeling it. And so, you know, how does that work for you and how, for you guys? Well, you know, I, I always say, Tim, that I, it's a kind of a two-step process, in my opinion, about forgiveness. And, and I'm talking about, you know, something very hurtful, harmful in a marriage, maybe infidelity is, was in our case, or, you know, something that's really difficult to get past. And I think people will make that first step. And that is, well, we want to work it out. But then it's like, but how do we, you know, how can I possibly do that? Because I don't trust this person, or I, you know, I just don't know that I can, what, what if they're going to do this again, and I can't take this pain again. And so that's when you're in that second phase of thinking, do, am I really going to do it? the way God does it for us. Cause when he says he forgives us, he's like, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to use your past hurts to then hurt you in the future. And so I think that's that second and obviously much more difficult step. And so I talk about primarily how I got to that point that even though I couldn't trust Lisa, I trusted God enough that I could make that secondary step of forgiveness and mean it, meaning that I had to promise her and God and myself that I was not going to hurt her or us in the future with our past hurts. And so, you know, that was 20, you know, two years ago. And, you know, by God's grace, you know, still holding to that, to that the vow I made even all those years ago. Yeah. Hard work was the other phrase that popped up uh, several yeah. times, right? Just no way around it, perhaps. No. And, and think about it. Why, why wouldn't it be? Because you think about it, you have some hobby or something you really enjoy 
And usually it takes a lot of effort to be good at that. So, I mean, your marriage is the person you've decided to spend the rest of your life with. I would expect that more work needs to go into that than anything else. But the reward is so worth it because you get to watch your children grow up. In my case, you get to see six grandkids come along and have a close relationship. So, I mean, the rewards are worth the work way better than, you know, time I spend at the golf driving range, you know, or something like that. (laughs) I'm going to guess also there's a component to the whole thing of just God opening your eyes to view things the way he views them. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you, you want to be able to see that you have that vision that he has for us. And so every time I do that, every time I see how he treats me, I want to treat Lisa the same way. And so I wake up every day with new mercies and saying, today's going to be such a good day because we're going to live it, you know, by God's will and through his vision, what he wants for us to do. Amen. So, so tell me this then just in general for your, your testimony and Lisa too, when you guys got married as teenagers, were you, where were you in your walk with God or did, was there one or? Well, you know, for me, I was a, I was a brand new Christian. I had been a prodigal uh, for about three or four years. My, my teenage years, unfortunately, I, I served, I served as a double secret agent uh, in our church because mm. I was really a plant for the evil one. But, uh, you know, nobody knew it because I was good at hiding things. But I had come out of that and, and really embraced Christ and decided I was going to follow him for the rest of my life at 18 and still am doing that to this day. Lisa was not, you know, she, she thought she made that decision, but she really didn't because she wanted to marry me. And, and so I think she, we say she was more converted to our family than she was to the family of God and to Christ. And so she viewed me as more of her Lord and Savior than Jesus. And so that's one of the bags we took into our relationship. And it would take 15 years for that to come crashing down. Because I always say, you know, men say, man, if your wife worshiped you, wouldn't that be great? And I was like, no, she needs to worship God and Jesus. And then just love me. And then we'll have it on straight. Isn't that something? That's really true. My wife reminds me every now and again, like to say, as much as she loves me and wants to be loved by me, she said, shame on me if I don't love Christ more. Like I, it has to be that way. I, I'm, I'm setting myself exactly. up for failure otherwise. Exactly. And, and, it, and it feels good at first because, you know, it's the back to the old garden sin, you know, to be like God. But it's not going to feel good because you cannot put anything between a person and their relationship with Christ, including your spouse. And so for it to go the way it needs to go, if we're both dedicated and committed, things change. And so Lisa, you know, face down in the backyard at the 15 year mark of our marriage finally gave it all up and of course it's been it's been amazing season since then amen amen al robertson our guest from uh, duck dynasty he's the one without the beard usually although now he has a bit of a stubble thing going or a stubble plus <laughs> it's it's a little more than stubble of course it's funny because dad keeps talking about how how wide it is and i'm like dad have you not listened to mirror lately i mean are there no mirrors at your house you're talking <laughs> to me about a white beard yours looks like spanish moss hanging off of oak tree you know <laughs> So, and as far as your brothers and your dad, they all have the obviously clearly long, easy topish beards. Is that, that does that take more care than you realize, or is it actually really just the easy way to go? And because you don't have to, I shave? think it's more. I think Tim, I think it's more just I've given up. I think of it more sort of. Now, Jeff's a little more. He's kind of like a hipster doofus, you know. He moved down to Austin. And so, you know, they have their beards down there, but they put their hair up in a bun and do things like that. So he, he puts beard oil on his, so he, he's a little bit different. But he's also sensitive because he was, for a long time, he was the sister I never had till I found out I had a sister. But that's a whole, that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, and by the way, those are off, off topic for a second. The, the duck, the whole duck thing, the only interaction I have ever, I don't think I've ever had duck, maybe once. 
There's a Chinese restaurant near here we've gone to literally 500 times since it opened 30 years ago. They're, we love them, and they have Peking duck on the menu. I texted their owner yeah. today, but I didn't get back a message just yet about, you know, so where do you get your duck anyway? Is it hard to get? Is it expensive? And what goes into it? But it, how how prevalent is duck cuisine in Louisiana? You know, it's it's very it, – the, they raise a lot of ducks here because raised – you know, farm-raised ducks are, are much better than wild ducks. Wild ducks are like a lot of wild animals. They're pretty gamey. Yeah. Certain species, because of their diet, is not so great. So you have to really come up with some creative Louisiana and Cajun ways of, of making it edible. But, but farm-raised ducks, which is what you would be getting there and they're getting – uh, they're delicious, and, and they're much more mild. And so we have both here. I mean, obviously, people duck hunt a lot here, so there there are a lot of wild birds that you have to do a lot of marinating and stuff like that with. But there's also farms here that duck eggs are big here because they are better for baking and because uh, oh. they're bigger and they have a bigger yolk. So yeah, duck has, and then duck fat is very dense, and so you see these duck fat fries everywhere. And so there's a lot of ducks have a, a lot of uh, a lot of good qualities for sure. Interesting. And so taste wise, whether it's the duck straight or duck fr- duck fat fries, can you tell much of a difference or yeah, they're, I think they're better for sure, and and like I said, it makes uh, it makes crust flakier, you know, because of the of the bigger yolks in them. So they definitely have some qualities that that can improve a lot of different foods. So the duck is a is a under underused probably. You know, everybody thinks about the chicken because of all these chicken sandwiches, but the duck. Hopefully, he'll make his way in there at some point. Well, I read we'll have a we'll have a duck fillet, <laughs> you know, at, at some point now. I read somewhere that you and Lisa met at McDonald's. Is that right? We did. We did, because back in uh, back in the early 80s, you know, in Louisiana, in West Monroe at least, that was pretty much the happening place. You know, we had one fast food place, and it was McDonald's. So all the teenagers hung out there, and you drove around the parking lot all night just hoping somebody else would show up. So, See, when I was in Maine with my wife early in our marriage, this is like our second or third anniversary, we took a trip, and they had something that was unique, McLobster. They had a McLobster up in Maine. Did, did they have McDuck <laughs> in Louisiana? Well, they don't, but I, I, you may have just given me an idea for a new franchise. All right, 10%'s all I ask. <laughs> there you go. I'll make sure you get your finder's fee. <laughs> Thank you. Before I wrap up our conversation, folks tuning in, Al Robertson, our guest with Duck Dynasty. You can find out more about he and his wife, Al, and LisaRobertson.com is their website, all spelled out. And they're in town this Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is the marriage conference. You can find out more at octabernacle.org. And then Al speaking Sunday morning. Uh, at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. And you mentioned a little bit about Sunday morning, just so folks uh, can be, be be advised, if you will, is going to be more about the family history and the overall testimony of what God's done through the family? Is that- Exactly. Okay. And, you know, and, and obviously how, how Lisa and I have fit into that narrative. But, you know, God has really raised us up now for, you know, four generations of faith. And, and some of the things that people have accomplished, like Sadie and others, have been just pretty remarkable that God's taken this little family and done it. We have a podcast called Unashamed. Yes. And uh, and it's like, it's insane how many people that are being led to Christ and, and strengthened in Christ because of the podcast. And that's me and Jason, Dad, that we release four days a week. So, you know, it's just God has really built us an amazing platform from Duck Dynasty. And now we're getting to, you know, really see some fruit come from it, which is a blessing. Speaking of fruit, uh, back to the duck thing for a second. Has there been a cookbook put out? With all the cooking in your family, I would think somebody's done a duck a duck cookbook. You know, yeah. Well, we have mom has a couple of cookbooks, and so all all of our favorite duck recipes for sure are in there. Okay, uh, d- duck gumbo is probably our favorite. But then at Thanksgiving, 
duck and dress. And again, because of that fat, you can't beat it. It's really good. <laughs> you, and you did something with your mom, didn't you? I, I read, uh, you and your mom opened a sweets and eats. Uh, place. Yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a little, started out a bakery and then it became a little restaurant. And, uh, unfortunately COVID got it, uh, last year, but we had a blast doing it. My daughter's a pastry chef and she ran it for us, my youngest daughter. And so it was a lot of fun, uh, for about four years while we did the restaurant. So, I uh, learned a lot, learned that it's hard to make money in the food business. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it was, a uh, it was a blast putting mom and dad's recipes out there for everybody to enjoy. Oh, I bet. I bet that would have been great. Uh, Al, it's great to hear your voice and, and make your acquaintance officially. I know we've emailed before, but this is the first time on the show. And uh, you know, you, I guess your dad and mom have been on a couple of times. Your dad twice, your mom once. They were telling stories about the Christmas fire, I think it was, at one point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, we, you know, one thing that's true about the robbers is we're never running out of stories. Because we've got a lot of them. Refresh my memory because it's been a while. Cause that was several Christmases ago. If folks, I mean, they're going to get to hear you Sunday morning, share some of this. But are there books all, or a book? That they can hear like the, the Robertson stories or some. Of oh them? yeah, yeah. You can if you just if you just uh, you know go to Amazon and look for Robertson books or, or Duck Commander or Duck Dynasty. Uh, we have written a lot. In fact, at one time, and it's probably more than that now because it's been a few books ago. But uh, a guy told me that there were over ten million books from our family in print. Wow. And so, and I'm sure that's more than that now because Dad has couple of new ones since then so it's uh it's it's just great and like i said a lot of it is stuff we knew growing up but then some of it's you know stuff we're discovering along the way so it's uh, again it's uh we're very humbled and blessed to be able to have such a platform uh two quick ps's one is just the name of your podcast again on what was it unashamed unashamed and just unashamed with phil and jace robertson yeah i'm the i'm kind of the host and uh, and then i have a production company we produced it so okay um but it, it's a lot of fun so enjoy it. folks can just find that wherever they get their podcasts apple podcasts or wherever they can exactly and you can even watch it on youtube because we film it as well so if you oh, want to actually see if you want to actually see it in action sometimes that's good because dad talks a lot with his hands <laughs> and jason i have to then interpret what he's doing to the listeners so yes Yes. And then just the other thing, because I think our audience would appreciate it, too. We, we talk, obviously, there are a lot of pastors on our radio station every half hour. Generally, our, our format is a, a different ministry from around the country. And so just you're you spend a lot of your life being a pastor. And even now, I'm not sure if you're official. You, you mentioned not being paid, but I don't know if you still do some pastoring and just any thoughts on that work, words of advice for other pastors or and how your church has the church has gone through the last year and changes. Folks are hopefully getting back to back to church in, in person. Yeah, I'd just say, you know, I would just put out an encouragement. I do still pastor. Like I said, I do it volunteer now. Uh, I discovered Tim is kind of like the mafia, you know, the other family, the other well-known <laughs> family. Uh, it's, but instead of being a made man, you be, you become a remade man in Christ. And so you're always going to be a part of that. But I just want to encourage pastors because, you know, it's difficult. Uh, COVID has definitely had a big impact on people meeting together. But I think like anything else, I think the if you just if you just will pray about it and and allow creativity to take over and what the Holy Spirit does, you'll wind up coming out with things that are even better. And that's what's happened with our church. Our live stream has gone insane. Some of that's because of our family, and obviously people know us and know the and watch the podcast. But we found that we've gained more opportunities because of COVID 
to share Jesus with more people. And so I think that's the way you have to look at it. So, but at the same time, I know it's different and change is not easy. So I just want to encourage all the pastors out there to, you know, stick to what you know is right, stick to the gospel, stick to the word of God. And as things change in this culture and in this climate, you just find better ways to get it out there. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Well, please uh, greet your wife uh, for us. Thank you for, uh, uh, you know, being share, sharing yourself with the audience here and folks get to know you guys and, and look forward to this weekend. It's going to be a wonderful time. Well, Tim, it's a great blessing to get to finally talk to you. I love your family. You guys, obviously, Bob and his family has made a big impact on us. So uh, we're excited about coming up to your part of the world. And the first thing I'm going to do is give me a Philly cheesesteak when I get to Philly because I love them. <laughs> but I, I got to get the real deal, right? Absolutely. And there are some good <laughs> options. So so you'll, you'll, have your, you'll have your pick. So There you go. That's good. Al, have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for taking time. All right. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate right. you, Ben. Bye-bye. All right. All right, Matt. It's Al Robertson from the highly successful Duck Dynasty series, son of Phil and Miss Kay, brother to the bearded brothers, Jace, Willie, and Jep. Al himself clean-shaven on the program, although now sporting a bit of a beard. He's in town this weekend with his wife, Lisa, at the Ocean City Tabernacle. You can find out more at octabernacle.org. You can also find uh, find out more about his ministry and with his wife, alandlisarobertson.com. Brief break, come back and wrap up the Tim DeMoss Show in just a moment in WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Had a wonderful time with Al Robertson from Duck Dynasty this hour. Joined our program. He's in town this coming weekend, along with his wife, Lisa, at the Ocean City Tabernacle in Ocean City, New Jersey. You get more details on both Saturday and Sunday, the, the different things going on at octabernacle.org. Tomorrow, it's James Ward Jr. He's an author and a pastor. It was a year ago this week that Jacob Blake, uh, Blake was shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, Pastor uh, Ward is the pastor to Jacob Blake's mom for many years, actually. We're going to talk about that some, but we're also going to talk about Pastor Ward's book called Zero Victim. been reading through it, really like it a lot, and it can certainly apply to matters of race, but also many other things. And so we're looking forward to having him on our famous Friday show tomorrow. One other thing to remind you about, the Focus in the Family VIP Experience, that contest concludes tomorrow. I think it's at midnight. You can actually enter today, tonight and tomorrow for this. And there are bonus entries for sharing on social media. So even if you're late to the game, it's not too late to get in the running and maybe even give yourself a number of extra opportunities to win. And here's what you would win, should you win. Round trip airfare for you and up to three family members to Colorado Springs, where Focus on the Family has its base. Three nights at Great Wolf Lodge. A VIP tour of Focus on the Family headquarters. You get lunch with Focus on the Family president and show host Jim Daly. An opportunity to sit in on a Focus on the Family program. Very cool. And a big fat cherry on top of the prize Sunday. A $300 Visa gift card. Get entered for that Focus on the Family VIP experience at WFIL.com. That'll do it for the Tim DeMoss Show today. Thanks for listening in. Have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.